You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 163. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I am so excited to be speaking with you today in San Diego right now. Over the last week or several days, I have been in Los Angeles, Venice, Long Beach, and now into San Diego. I have always thought I wanted to live in San Diego before I left to Europe. And though I don't know if I'll actually ever end up living here, it is so wonderful to see this gorgeous sunny weather. And I'm excited to explore the area a little bit more after some coaching calls later today. So in this episode, we're going to talk about an interesting subject that I've been focusing on since I've been traveling and even a few months, I would say, starting before that as well. So I'm probably around five to six months into focusing on alignment over effort. And this is something that is different than a lot of stuff you hear about right now in the online space, especially in the personal development and business world. So many personal development and business teachers and inspirers encourage us to do things like discipline, hard work, dedication, stamina. I grew up playing sports in my childhood, so I was definitely always considered a very scrappy athlete. I was you know, not necessarily the biggest or most talented and raw talent, but I would try really, really hard and I could get a lot of attention and approval from trying really, really hard and doing things with as much effort basically as I could. And maybe this is something that you too have been focusing on or have been taught to focus on, things that focus on effort. And What I've been doing over the last four to six months is start to shift and see how finding alignment affects the effort and the actions that we take rather than just actioning our way to things that we want. So this is the shift, trying to find alignment. Because what if there is another way? What if our society right now is just doing this focus on action over alignment because this is just where we're at in our consciousness, but there could be a different way of approaching life that gives us actually more effective results at the same time? What if we don't have to try so hard? What if we focus more on our flow and alignment with our intuition first before taking action? What if we spent our time getting into a good place first, then flowing, and once we're there, we take the action that the flow provides us? As you guys have heard me share over the last several lively adventures, especially in the beginning, focusing on the flow and then taking the adventure that follows that flow rather than trying to decide what adventure we're going to take and assuming that flow will follow. As I've been doing this and noticing the results, it's really been interesting. As I've begun to focus the majority of my time on getting into a great place mentally and emotionally before doing things like emailing and podcasting and writing, the results have been pretty incredible. Simply put, there's really no way I could ever effort my way to the results of, for example, speaking here on the solo podcasts over the past month, especially as I've begun to get to really tap into this alignment. 
when I re-listen to those episodes and I can hear in my own voice the reverberation of that alignment, I I wouldn't say get chills, but kind of sometimes just go, wow, like that's me. How is that coming through me? If I tried really, really hard for you guys and just tried to action my way every day instead of focusing on getting into alignment first, I don't think they would resonate at the same level. And also this has proven to be true too as I've been working on the book. I spent a lot of time one day in London focusing and getting into a really good place before taking action. And once I did get into that good place, I decided to do the first draft of the introduction of the book. And I wrote it out, didn't relook at it, just spent maybe 30, I don't even know how much time. It didn't even seem to have much time. I just wrote what needed to be written. I tried to align with my intuition as much as possible and even as much as possible kind of have the intuition, if you will, do the writing for me. And then I put it away. It was in a Google Doc, and a few weeks later, I was talking to VK, our chief of business mojo, about the draft and the introduction. And as we were talking about it, I said, hey, I'll send it over to you to take a look at. Let me know what you think. Now, I've written many drafts to many things before, and they've all been very rough in the rough draft format. So when I sent it over to her, I was expecting you know, some kind words, but then also some thoughts on how it could be improved. But when she wrote me back, the thing that caught my attention was that she said it was so wonderful. Now, this is a first draft I didn't even re-look at. I wasn't really even using the delete. I wasn't editing as I went. I just tried to write what felt like it needed to be written and then put it away. So to hear the words so wonderful apply to something that I spent relatively such little attention on or effort on, I was fascinated to go back and see what she found so wonderful about it. So I had forgotten essentially what I'd even written at that point. So when I looked at it, I was shocked. She was right. It's one of the best pieces of writing I've ever done. And I, even as I tried to make edits to it, only could find two or three places to change a few words here or there. That's what spending 80% of my morning making sure I was aligned left the 20% of action that I actually took to be a far more effective use of language and my talents than if I had forced or actioned my way to it. And this is truly going against every single thing you really hear often is about all of these things saying to us, we need to try, try, try again, get up, fall down, keep going, and all these things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't keep going if our intuition's leading us in a direction, but I think we've all been maybe perhaps overlooking a really key element that is so different than the forcing method. What if we find flow first? What if we spend our time focusing on getting into a good place mentally and emotionally and then seeing the results reverberate? I spent roughly, you could even say, that day that I wrote in the introduction, maybe I even spent the same amount of time doing things that day But the difference was I spent 80% of that time getting into a good place and then 20% writing, where if I had tried to effort or action my way there first, if I tried to take the adventure of having a great introduction and then assuming it would flow because I decided today I'm going to do that, that I probably could have spent the same amount of time editing and rehashing and rewriting and going through and trying to hone the tone and all of those things that came so effortlessly or relatively effortlessly once I actually got into a good place to start. So 
because of these things, because I can listen to my voice and I can say, there's no way I could spend three hours trying to do what I have done in this 20 to 40 minutes of this microphone being on. I could try my way there. But even if I did, I don't think it would resonate at the same level for you. And the same is true for the writing. I probably could get better at writing and keep editing and editing, but the tone and the choice of words that flowed from alignment were truly special. So now, once I've realized this, I've become this big convert to finding flow and alignment first on a regular basis, which has been very interesting. And I'm excited to get into this more with you in a second. But I'll also say, you could be thinking to yourself, let's say you're a lawyer, or let's say you're a mom, and you're not doing things that are coaching related. You could say, Jess, it's easy for you to spend all this time focusing on alignment over effort because literally you resonating with the person that you're speaking to right now is ultimately most important to your career. But I also think this applies to if you are working in retail or if you're working as a designer, a creative, a professional, a medical doctor, if you find alignment first and then you go into your field of practice, I do believe that it's not just whether your tone resonates on a podcast or whether your message really hits in the pages of a book, but it's, is the client going to resonate with your idea, your message, or the news that you have to share? Is your child going to react to you in the same way if you're in alignment as if you're just trying to effort your way to some conclusion in their lives? I do think that this does apply much more universally, though it's very obvious about how clearly this is very useful for me personally in the work that I'm doing here to help you. But I do do believe that this is something that is worth considering in any career or aspect and even obviously outside of career in and of itself. So when it comes to getting into a flow and alignment on a regular basis, here are some things that have worked for me. Now, obviously, you're going to experiment in your own life to find the things that bring you that flow and alignment in your own life. But for me, meditation in the morning has been really big. And one of the things I can say is at first I did a really good job meditating every morning. You get into the habit, the momentum builds, the habit just gets kind of ingrained in you. But sometimes the momentum goes in the other direction as you stop doing it and the momentum builds in the other direction. So I have recognized for myself, this has been a new habit to get back into meditating as I fell off the wagon for a few weeks. And getting back into it after I had stopped getting the kind of automated response to the alarm going off and putting the meditation app on, in order to get back into it, I realized there was this linchpin habit. I talk about this in Life with Intention online more, but we talk about linchpin habits and the habits that set you up for success for the other habit you really want to change. Well, for me, the linchpin habit that's been helping me get back into meditating and getting into the meditation habit is very simply putting my phone on the airplane mode when I go to bed. I had stopped doing that on the travels, thinking that people needed to send me alerts and stuff, but the time zone differences of where I've been, even just here on the Pacific Coast with my team that's mostly on the East Coast, getting alerts on Slack or getting updates about PayPal or getting the little bings and dings that come up that when my alarm goes off, I see on my phone, invite me to go into those aspects of my phone instead of the meditation app first. 
So maybe you have this, maybe it's just text messages or maybe it's something like an Instagram update. I don't know what settings you have on your phone, but having those updates there when you're trying to go into the meditation app and start your insight timer, for example, that has been a huge linchpin habit to have a clear screen when the alarm goes off, because as I travel, I don't have another separate alarm clock. The phone is in the room with me pretty much at all times, because often I'm just staying in a one room place or a studio or that kind of thing. I can't really put it into another place like I used to when I had a house. So now that the phone is next to me and is ultimately my clock, since I don't use a watch, this is the thing I need to use. But having a clear screen when I wake up is one of the huge things. And then basically not turning off airplane mode until the meditation is complete, until I have gotten my morning practice done. So maybe that'll help you too, but that has been one thing that's really helped me get back into alignment with that thing that is ultimately so helpful for me to clear my mind and keep my mind as fresh after waking up as possible with the thoughts that I want to have in it rather than the thoughts that other people want me to have in my brain thanks to the alerts and all the things that they're sharing in their communication. Next up, also writing to my intuition. Often I do this in the mornings, but not even exclusively. At this point, if I ever feel out of alignment, I'm either mentally asking my intuition how to get back into it or what I need or what I could see differently, or I'm writing to my intuition. I will literally stop emailing (laughs) and then write to my intuition if I notice that I feel like I'm forcing things or trying to effort my way somewhere. So writing to my intuition is huge. If you'd like to do that yourself, you can go to jesslively.com slash intuition to find out more about that, but that has been one of the biggest ways to help me uncover what alignment looks like in that moment. And then also gratitude walks. So going on a walk outside in nature, if possible, giving gratitude for the things that are in my life and the things I would like to have in my life as if I've already had them. This is something that Tony Robbins shares and Alex and Mimi Icon do regularly. And since getting to know them and hearing how effective it was for them, I've begun to do the same. And also just getting outside in general can really give me some nice perspective. Walking or movement exercise has been helpful. Healthy foods make me feel better. And when I feel better, it's easier to feel in alignment with that intuition and that flow. Doing fun things, whatever that could look like in the present moment, if a fun opportunity comes up to take it and then come back to the work after doing that fun thing. I think that that was something I used to have guilt around in the past and I've really let that go over the last few months and I've really noticed the benefits of that. Nothing is really missing. Nothing has been ruined by doing this. Finding alignment makes all of the action and all of the effort that we take much more effective so we can have more time for fun. And then also finding other people that uplift me or sharing things to uplift other people. So this is one of the things that I've been doing is trying to find ways when possible in my Uber rides that I take from destination to destination as I'm traveling without a car, often a few times a week or you know sometimes a few times a day, usually just a few times a week, I'll take an Uber ride or a Lyft ride somewhere and having that driver And being able to have an interaction that's really positive and uplifting with them has been an interesting way of feeling good. And then when I feel good, then I'm in that alignment. And then when I go to take action, things go even better. So here's the big lesson. Whenever you feel yourself feeling frustrated or out of alignment or out of the positive feelings, stop working 
Stop doing what you're doing. Get back into a good feeling place before taking more action. This has been the biggest lesson that I've learned is though we want to start the morning, as I mentioned, with meditation and or anything that really gets you into alignment. It doesn't have to be meditation specifically, but once you're in alignment, stay in it as long as you can. And then when you fall out of that posture, when you fall out of that alignment, recognize it and then stop. Because I think what we typically do is we default to the effort mentality. We default to, I got to push through. And what I'm learning to do is to pause, get back into that good feeling place. Like I said, a lot of times for me, that looks like writing to my intuition or asking it mentally what I can do to find that good feeling place, get into that good feeling place, and then continue the work. It is, at least in my own experience, more effective. And I would love to see if you guys could try this yourselves and your own lives to see if it is more effective for you too. And what's super ironic about this is that I have had one big new lesson this very week, knowing that I've wanted for the past week to talk to you about this. Life was like, all right, Jess, well, we're going to give you. (laughs) It's not like the life is like working against me or anything or with me per se. But one thing that has come up knowing I wanted to share this with you. What do you think I've been thinking about more than anything else when it comes to this episode? being in alignment when I share this episode, because this whole thing is about me being in alignment before taking action. So I've been waiting to feel like I'm in alignment before recording this podcast for you. Obviously, I think about this all the time now, but on this exact subject, it's been super on my mind. And knowing this, I've become really, really obsessed with getting into alignment before the show. But at the same time that I became so obsessed with getting into alignment, I had a harder and harder time doing it. I literally did so much of the stuff I just shared with you guys, the walking in nature, the meditation, the eating healthy, the uplifting other people. I did all of it, but to no avail. Eventually, I had just kind of like gotten so frustrated because I couldn't keep doing it. Things would either come up in my life that would flow me into a different direction instead of recording the podcast or I would feel like I'm not in a great place. I can't do this right now because it's not going to literally have the same effect that I want it to have based on the subject of what it is. So eventually yesterday, I had a breakthrough in writing to my intuition. And here's what I wrote down. It feels hard to think about talking about alignment and effort on the show when I'm efforting my way to alignment so hard. And when I'm, I'm going to say that again, because I think this is the big key here. When I'm efforting my way to alignment so hard, I started getting really into this alignment thing. And then I got so obsessed with it that I couldn't stop thinking about it, which meant I couldn't stop taking action to force the alignment. It was kind of like I was doing the Olympic workout equivalent of trying to effort my way into flow. I was trying to see how hard I could work to make sure that I could reach it. But this is actually kind of the counterintuitive part of flow and alignment that I'm still learning. And I think in case you might find this yourself, maybe I can just kind of shed some light on a part of the path down the road for you. Efforting your way into alignment, doing all those things I mentioned, great if they come from an ease-filled place and you ease into them. If you are taking them all kind of like you're trying to do an Olympic workout, you're going to get all of these things done to accomplish them so that you reach the state of alignment, it actually can go not in your favor. It can go against you. So as I focused on the thoughts about my lack of alignment, 
I was only attracting more feelings and thoughts about my lack of alignment. So as I thought about how I wasn't aligned, I would continue to create circumstances that still reinforce the thought of I'm not aligned. So as Abraham Hicks says, I stopped flowing with the stream, as we've been talking a lot about the stream on the show lately, and decided to try to paddle downstream as fast as I could. But by paddling downstream, I actually turned my boat around and was going upstream. So I hope this is a word of warning for anyone else. When it comes to alignment, it is often but not always easiest to tap into it. I'm finding when you just ask yourself, what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? This has been a question I've been asking myself, especially in the beginning of my travels in May. I was really, really good at finding flow. And I think back to that versus what I've been doing in the last week, which is the Olympic workout of all the things I shared earlier, doing them all obsessively, repetitively just to get into flow. In the past, I didn't do really any of that very much. I was just asking myself, what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? And then I would go do that. And that was it. I didn't overthink it. And I would do whatever it was and I would do what came next. And then as I did that, I would get into alignment very naturally, very easily. And then I would take action. So that would be my question or suggestion for you to consider as you go. So those other tactics I shared are great. And maybe the universe will flow some of them to you in the present moment. But don't feel like you have to do all six of them or whatever number there were in order to get into alignment. Just do what's coming up for you right now. It was only when I was trying to effort my way there faster than my emotions could keep up that things fell flat. So as I tried to get from zero to 60, instead of going from zero to five, to 10, to 20, to 30, to 45, to get up to 60, I was trying to go from like not feeling an alignment to complete alignment, end all be all. That was not really working. I needed to go a little slower. I needed to just take things at the pace that they were at rather than trying to supercharge my way there because supercharging your way there basically gets you into effort and action. And that's when you have the adventure come before the flow and things get stopped up. So to summarize, taking time to get into alignment before taking action can be more effective and powerful than excessive action without alignment. Getting into alignment before you do your writing and then seeing what writing comes out versus just trying to write for three times as long, it would be a really interesting exercise to see how that feels for you. There may be less burnout, more joy, and more resonance and positive outcomes in the actions you do take. See how this affects other people in your lives as well. Use it as an experiment. See how people react to you in your life when you're in alignment and when you're in your life out of alignment. And just like I said a moment ago, as a word of caution, make sure that you don't try to effort your way into getting into alignment as fast as possible. Because if you try to do it as fast as possible, you're likely going to be focused on the lack of alignment you're feeling and create more lack of alignment. You're going to try to effort your way, which turns you upstream instead of gets you downstream. You don't have to try so hard when you're in the flow. That is the counterintuitive thing that I'm still working on because of my cultural conditioning and our culture just in general, trying to support us to force things. 
when we just let go of the oars and we go downstream, we do the things that feel good. Some of them that I mentioned are things that happen to make me feel good. And maybe they'll resonate with you too. Maybe you'll have other ones. Maybe it'll be lighting a candle. Maybe it'll be eating a small treat that you really enjoy. Maybe it'll be petting your dog or going for a walk with your child. Whatever those small things are that ease your way into things, Once you're feeling that ease, then return back to the actions you'd like to take that might be more productive or work-oriented and see what happens. And always remember, if you're getting kind of feeling flat or stuck or upstream, ask yourself, what is the universe flowing to me in the present moment? And take that next step and see what comes after that one and the next and see how your emotional energy shifts as a result. Also, just as you start to get this awareness, remember that if it starts to feel forced or action-oriented or efforting in the work, try to stop midday when you're in that moment of that email that's feeling forced or friction-oriented. Stop and try to do something that, that kind of realigns you with that ease or that sense of ease before returning to it and see how the rest of your day goes. Because you can keep shifting this in micro moments throughout the day. And ultimately, I've also been tied up sort of realizing as I've been trying to effort my way and kind of feeling stuck, sometimes just taking a nap or going and waiting till the next day when you wake up from your sleep is also a really powerful way to just start fresh. So keep that in mind too. Sometimes it's not going to work. The whole day may not be, and that's okay. It's okay when that happens. I'm talking to myself right now too, as I've shared, the last few days have been hard because I've been trying to effort my way to this place. It's okay. It's okay that I had a few days like that. The beauty is that I have the awareness that there is another way and that I'm learning to get better at doing that other way. And ironically, getting better at doing that other way means less action, not more. That's been the big shift for me. And it's still something that I'm trying to truly soak in the realization of because I do find I want to effort my way to alignment probably more often that is actually serving me. So please try this out for yourself over the next week. I would love to hear on Instagram or Twitter what your experiences are when you find the flow and alignment first and then take action. Please let me know if it's helping you. Please let me know if what your results are with other people in your work and life reverberate at a more effective, positive level. Does the work that you do have this feeling or essence to it that you can't quite capture maybe or quite explain, but just feels far better than had you efforted your way there like you have in the past? I would love to hear how this works for you in big or small ways. And there you have it. Before I share where I'm headed next week, I'd like to share a bit about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. As you guys know, I love FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for creatives and small business owners, freelancers, pretty much anyone that has a business and needs to receive income and track their expenses. This is a website, a service, a platform that is, for me, the most enjoyable one I could ever imagine when it comes to something like bookkeeping. They make it fun. They make it simple. It's very intuitive when you log in. The dashboard looks exactly like your company colors. It has a auto import of all of your expenses from your credit card statements. You can send all your PayPal invoices directly through the system. And when someone pays, they're automatically captured. So you don't even have to enter or record that. You can see when someone views your invoices too, which is kind of nice. You know, did they just receive it or have they already viewed it or have they already paid it? 
All of that and more is there on FreshBooks. You can give it a try for a free 30 days by going over to freshbooks.com backslash lively. Seriously, I do love this stuff, guys. Give it a try if you have your own small business and don't love the bookkeeping software that you've been using. And when it comes to where I am right now, today I'm arriving in Portland. I am here through the weekend. And then next week, I quickly head out to New York City and then back to London and Europe for the month of September. I'm so excited to continue to do some travels and flow adventures there. It's been fun to be back in the States and see friends and family, but truly I have been feeling as far as location and place really called to London in Europe. So I'm excited to spend more time there. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.